0: Welcome to the Solution of Real Estate Podcast. Jeff and Phil, we come to you on the weekly. Live. Live. If you come in our studio audience. Yes, we've got Zoomers. Well, what's up, Zoomers? Okay, Zoomers. I think that's a hashtag. We have Zoomers that are joining us that are going to interact with us on what they see out there around well, our topic. And you know what today's topic is, Jeff? Um, what is
1: causing the inventory crisis? And then maybe what's going to solve it? Yes.
0: Why aren't there How enough houses? How close was I? Dude, one word off. Oh, one per- word <laughs> <It was laughs> good. perfect. I, my, I'd give my kid an A. Okay. Um, so we have a shortage of inventory. I actually looked in our MLS yesterday, and it was close, man. It still started with a four, but it was... Follow. It was a four, followed by a zero, followed by another zero, followed by a two. What? And I refreshed it and it went up by one. While we had 821 coming soon's, we had 4,002 actives. Today, it's back up to 4,100 or forty-two. Well, because it's Thursday and Friday. And, and I think in the low supply of market, actually,
1: Thursday was usually the advantage. But when it's super low, uh, the best listing day is Friday, right? Why? Why? is that a poll question for the audience you want me to tell why Well,
0: you're the one that said the best okay. listening day was friday would you guys agree that the best listening day is friday i'm looking for nods thumbs up thumbs downs or i don't know i agree okay there she is why nina why is friday the
2: best day well i'm gonna say i before i get multiple offers Because if I get multiple offers on a property, as I just did last week, um, I just, you know what, to do the open house on that Saturday, when we were basically reviewing all of the offers. um, I I mean, how did I justify doing an open house when we were already like 13 offers in? So, and this has happened, I mean, I've done enough listings where I list at different days of the week. And I have to say, Next time, it'll definitely be a Thursday or Friday so that I can rock an open house that weekend with no worries of um, going under contract.
1: Yeah, right. So the idea of doing it on a Friday is that- to That was me, a great to, answer, to, to, Nina. Yeah, great answer, Nina, right? And and I agree 100% with her. It's really to maximize exposure for your client and rock the open house on a Saturday, right? Because the consumer still would love to see the house first um, maybe you put the house out uh, at you know, four o'clock and say no showings till tomorrow morning at let's say 11 a.m. or 12 a.m., start the open house at one o'clock and it will cook, right? So it's the best way to
0: um, leverage the power of MLS and the internet and- So do you then say that Friday, Thursday and Friday, then we're gonna see the highest number of active listings? We It's been
1: that pattern for the last- Eight, 10 weeks awesome. where it used to, it used to matter more, but since the, I would even say last six months where you, cause we always see a bump Thursday and Friday, but if you think through the, actually what happens, most agents now are cause of multiple offers are taking offers until Sunday at six o'clock or whatever it is. And Then they're not opening escrow, even though they're not supposed to till they get earned money. So then you'll by Tuesday we're back or Wednesday, we're back down to what is the true number? Because you see the, the post weekend spike of supply. Yeah. But you were looking at it because you were looking at it Wednesday. Yeah, you were seeing the true number the yeah. low.
0: And it was interesting is the coming soons was as high as I've ever seen them at 821. Whereas well, now they're back down to well, the words the, 600s. Get, the words getting out about coming soon. No, I just, I'm, my point is on Wednesday coming soon was 20% higher than on, than today. Like, I mean, like you see that. A lot of
1: agents still think Thursday is the best day that you saw coming soon. So they went live on Thursday. All right. So do you think they sold during coming soon?
0: No, I think that people are starting on coming soon more now than before. Well, only if they're smart. Why does that make them smart? That's a different topic. I would okay. love to get into okay. that topic with you because I want to know why they're smarter to advertise to just the realtors as opposed to both realtors and consumers, which is now how I view coming soon in MLS. But we'll talk about that on another podcast.
1: Well, that's a great cliffhanger, Phil. What are we going <laughs> to talk about today? Today, back to the housing crisis. Okay. So we talked, you gonna- It's a that crisis? Supply crisis? Okay, okay. Uh, it is not a housing crisis, just to make sure we're being, there's no oh. housing crisis going on. We don't, we don't have a supply. It's a supply crisis,
0: right? An inventory crisis, right? right. Supply, a housing Uh, crisis, low number of homes for sale crisis. Right. I mean, to me,
1: the foreclosures and the short sales was a crisis. The forbearance is, is like crisis, but to me, I I mean, last year we made a lot of money. to call it a crisis. I don't know. Like, are we supposed to make the most amount of money? Realtors in the fourth quarter. I mean, you saw you saw record numbers by Remax. You saw record numbers by Compass and EXP, and everybody crushed it in the fourth quarter. Are you telling me that our title is wrong? It's well, no. That's what the that's what Inman called it.
0: Oh, so we just we th- what, th- what was th- their what was their title? Inventory crisis. Oh no,
1: inventory. And ours
0: was supply crisis. What's okay, causing the supply
1: crisis? Supply crisis is correct. I just wanted to make sure we're not saying there's a housing crisis.
0: Got it. Okay. All right. All right. So with the supply crisis, meaning well, that we only have four thousand homes for sale,
1: we have the least amount of homes ever on MLS.
0: Why ever? That is today's right, topic. Right. Right. Why? So
1: why are we going to pull the audience? Or are we going to talk about the imminent article? Sure. Let's okay. pull the audience first.
0: What do you think audience? Why can you press them, them on what how you to think? turn
1: off the mute button? Yeah.
0: So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you. I'm posing a question. When I see your little icon that says mute, go away. That means that you're ready to talk and then I'll call on you. I saw that Mark. It worked. It worked, but now it's back. Oh yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> Keith. Yes, sir. How's this it is going, an- man? Hey, you're looking good. You too. Keith. I got to zoom in here. Nice. Stazer, Awesome. Yes. So,
1: Keith, what, is, what do you think is the number one reason why we're having a an uh, inventory
0: crisis? Shortage. Shortage. I think everyone's staying home and is almost afraid to move.
1: Okay. Ooh, afraid to move. Afraid to move. Afraid okay. Afraid okay. to move. All right. Who else got a... I see Mark. Is it Mark with a hand up there? Yep, Mark. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. So there's, there's a lot of reasons why it's happened. Number one, there's, and Jeff, you know this, there's 420 people moving here a day, one. Number two is that Jan Brewer, some years ago, created a, a staff of members that figured out that the kids are graduating from ASU, U of A, and um, uh, what's the other college? ASU, ASU. Are you kidding?
0: ASU. NAU? Are you kidding? ASU. NAU and about Flagstaff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: As the other college,
3: they're all good. My daughter goes to U of A. You're um, losing me here, Mark. You're losing me. Sorry. <laughs> My daughter's a sophomore at U of A. So, go so anyway, way.
1: Jan Brewer created something. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Well, she created a force to go out and find out why people, why companies weren't coming here. So, in the long short of it is that Doug Ducey took this this staff. And they went out to companies and said, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. And companies were saying, hey, well, you don't have you don't have a pool of resources for us. So we're not coming to Arizona. They switched that around because on average, there was less than 20 percent of the kids graduating from those three colleges that had jobs in Arizona. Today, there's almost 80 percent of the kids that graduate from those three colleges have jobs in Arizona. So, so I know, now we have there,
1: I mean to me you said so there okay, so because you said 420 people moving here and then you also said the people staying here.
3: Is what the educated are people the are two. staying here. Okay, good. All right. Good. So deal. well, it's because kids have jobs here. So they're staying in Arizona versus leaving. So no, it's not no, no, it, who
0: needs to mute, Adam. Carlos, you need to mute, man. We got background noise. All
3: right. Go ahead, finish, Mark. Well, I'm just saying there's there's other multiple reasons, but having a force of companies that are coming here to, you know, to start and because because housing was relatively inexpensive, taxes are relatively inexpensive, you know, Texas, okay. you know, even no, in New I, Mexico.
0: I'm gonna are, stick with I'm going to stick with your point though. Like if I zoom out on what you're saying is basically how you summed it up, Jeff. And that is not just it's people moving here. It is people that come here for temporary purposes end up staying. Right. Okay.
1: Like yeah. school. Well, to me, the first Good. example, the first example was a, a, cause there's two, the, oh. I like to point out the there's cause there's. So the 420 hidden. a day doesn't include students. No afraid of the sell is what Keith said. That's a supply side. And what he explained, both of those is demand side. 420 people a day, plus people saying there's more demand. All right, who else? Okay.
0: Okay. I'm looking for uh icon of the mute button to be turned off. Okay. And Nina, Nina Here and then
2: <laughs> Okay, you know what? My theory, one theory is that um, in 2020, a lot of homeowners took advantage of the interest rates they refinance their properties and therefore they decide i'm going to stay put
0: remodel and chill bro it used to be netflix and chill now it's remodel and chill
4: <laughs>
0: oh, right. okay
1: refinance all right who else i'll take one more and then i'll tell you the real answer Refinance,
0: <laughs> <laughs> kathy what i about? saw your mute button go off are you are you with us yes i'm here all right why What's that not? Why are you with us? We well, know that, yeah, like he's sitting across the table from me.
4: <laughs> okay, I would um I would estimate that uh one of the reasons is because of the COVID, which nobody has said that
0: so far, but sellers are afraid to have miscellaneous folks come through their house despite the ability to have virtual, very good virtual tours going on nowadays. But sellers are afraid to have people coming in their house, their homes, touching stuff, et cetera. And then the problem with the housing shortage, if the sellers are moving out of state,
4: okay, then they have the same problem in other states, lack of inventory. So there's the inability to secure another property. So, you know,
0: they're going through the, where am I going to,
4: now I'm going to have to rent for a year, that type of thing.
1: I'm gonna I'm think, gonna pull a chart because I, I, I like your answer. Go ahead, Bill. but
0: Jeff, don't you think that, that I thought that um, Kathy, you articulated Keith's point a little bit yes. better because yes. I think what Keith was hinting at of people being afraid to move is what you articulated. And it's because of the co is am I close, Keith? Yes, sir. Right? Because of the COVIDness where I don't want to have strangers coming through my house, I don't want to have an open house, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just gonna hunker down and hang out while this thing passes. Yep. So then, when this thing passes, then with that same logic, does that mean that we're going to see a flood of inventory just because the states get open back up? Like, te- I, did I see the Texas governor said his state is now open? Yes. And so then, <laughs> and Mississippi,
3: and so is Mississippi,
0: and so is Mississippi. So are those are those states seeing a spike in inventory?
3: Well, it just happened yesterday, and actually, our inventory continues to drop in DeSoto County.
0: Okay, interesting
3: three weeks ago we had 155 yesterday we had 125 uh residential houses just in our county
0: for sale okay so that's about a week and a
3: half of inventory
0: but we should see though i mean because what was interesting about the inman article that prompted this podcast is the the subtitle was this situation isn't just pandemic related the inventory crisis has been a decade in the making and they go into some trends that we're going to share with you guys as well. But I do, I, well, I'm, I'm not discounting those ideas. I'm just, if, if that's the idea that it's just pandemic related, then as soon as the pandemic gets turned off or whoever flips the switch, is there a switch? What, what whoever turned the switch on when they turn the switch off, then we should see houses come in back on the market. But I think it was, I think it's more than just that.
3: Oh, but we yeah. won't have a hundred brand new houses ready for sale as soon as it's over. We say that again? We like if if we all opened up if every state opened up the day it opened there's not automatically a hundred new houses available for sale in the market that's new construction.
0: Right. No, but I'll be interesting to see your trend on whether on how long it tails opening, which I think is kind of a funny word, right? Because, but anyway, but you know what I'm you know the point. Mississippi was
3: never really closed drastically.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. For, All for right.
3: A couple so, of months, but we've been doing open houses now for eight or nine months
0: and in yeah. an essential business. So awesome. Yeah. No, we haven't been, we've been fortunate enough in Arizona where it really hasn't been too closed down. True. We had a couple of months where it was locked more locked down, but like my kids have been in school since this whole year. I mean, starting in the fall, they were in school. <laughs> um, you know, we had a couple, maybe four weeks, where we couldn't have our team meeting in person, and then we gave people the option to join on Zoom. But um, Arizona has luckily been been pretty pretty open. All right, what else? What other ideas, though? I'm looking for mute buttons. I forgot your name, Galaxy Note. I see you're unmuted though. Mike, no. Mike, no. What's his name? What's your name?
1: Glasses, you're in the car.
4: Oh, Eric. Eric! Eric. Oh, <laughs> galaxy, now, <yes. laughs>
3: galaxy
4: Or we can just call him Galaxy.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
3: Eric,
4: you're this unmuted. Why first... the housing crisis? Why
0: the shortage of inventory?
4: I think it's, it relates to one of the answers that someone already said. I think people are afraid to pay too much for the next house because they think that they're going to be paying more than what they should. But the point of it is, is that People should buy the next house because they need to have something like more bedrooms or a bigger lot or an RV garage or. Um, so he said appreciation. Well, yeah, but that's a I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, and yeah, the homes are worth what they're worth, but they don't understand that, you know, I mean, a lot of them do understand that they're going to have to pay just as much, if not more, for the next house. But as long as they're in the house that they really want to be in, then it doesn't really matter. Got but it, if you, it. but it, the worst part, the worst part, is for people to get stuck in a house and then have another crash and then lose all their equity back again. So, that's, yeah, I think that the
0: that, the uh, the housing crisis is still fresh. I think that a lot of people still remember the housing crisis and they got stuck in their houses longer than expected during the housing crisis. I I, I you know, my aunt Helen, when I grew when I was growing up, I was probably when I was fifteen years old, she was ninety, right. Uh, a Great Depression survivor, and it was always interesting around the holidays w- when we would get the Aunt Helen and Uncle Phil box for Christmas, or well, for Christmas, it was usually a collection of items from her attic or her garage that smelled like mothballs. That you, you know, her, she because she was a collector of stuff. When we would go out to dinner to eat at a restaurant, she would be the one that would bring her Ziploc baggies to store the yeah. the rolls and the crackers. <laughs> So that she could take him home. And this was 80 years or, you know, 70, 60 years after she lived through that. And here we are 10 years after we lived through the Great Recession. Obviously, there's still effects from us in the room. Yeah, I, so um you welcome back. Jeff. Thank you. Yes. Well, I
1: I thought that You're looking for visuals for well, our I podcasts? wanted to add a visual for the well for the for those for the zoomers. For the zoomers. I mean, we got a good crowd of zoomers today and I wanted to help them because actually the supply crisis isn't as new to us as it appears. So the thing is is because these are credible reasons but I think that we're missing. Right. So to me, um, you're going to show uh, yeah, I'm you're going sure to show a chart okay? to the Zoomers to the Zoomers that shows
0: the number of houses listed every year.
1: Right. So actually, for the last 15 years, for the last 20,
0: 20 years, OK, that in
1: Arizona, no. our houses listed, including last year, has been about the same.
0: It's been flat since 2012. Right, right, right. Um, right. Interesting. Yes,
1: flat since 2012. So, to me, um, the reality is is there. We want to go through
0: the answers. Do you want to? Let's talk about- yes. Let's take a quick commercial break. Okay, I got. I real quick. We'll be right back.
2: Are you an agent in the Phoenix metro area looking to join an elite team to help expand your business to the next level? Agents that apply our strategies grow their business by an average of 300% in their first year with the Seabock team. If you're interested in learning more about our leads, training, and marketing strategies, visit cboc.com careers today. That's S-I-B as in boy, B as in careers. And now, back to the solution.
0: Okay, thank you guys awesome for hanging story. with us during that commercial break. That was a good one. If you please support the sponsors of our show. If you guys like the content, because I have
1: a question for those for our Texas participants, um, or I know sometimes JB and, uh, comes in from Washington. Is how long has there? Because for us, clearly, um, you know, because I've been a realtor since two thousand three. You look so young. Yeah. <laughs> Some say younger than you. (laughs) uh Is that a bad thing? No. No. But the reality is, is that the internet has changed home selling more dramatically than most recognize. So, um, because in 2003, we listed 102,000, 132,000 homes. Okay. And, um, since then, we have twenty-five percent more people.
0: Okay, twenty-five
1: percent more homes.
0: Okay, okay. So, um, and now we currently list twenty-five percent more than one hundred and thirty-two thousand. Right, one hundred
1: and thirty-two thousand. If you times it by twenty-five percent, let's just add twenty-five just for simple. Okay, then
0: it should be we should be listing one hundred sixty thousand. One hundred
1: sixty thousand homes. homes. But the last twelve years, we've only listed. Uh, between 108 and 113,000. So what major effect happened is the homes started to appear on Zillow, on Trulia, on homes.com. That's the, the turn, right? So the, what it was is actually um, homes now sell faster due to the internet, Right. So now we can find buyers and sellers faster. So that, that, there's a piece to that, that I just want to throw out there. That's not the items
0: that I want to say that has caused the supply, but the other. So you're saying people aren't listing their houses as much because of the information they learn on the internet. Yes. So because the internet now gives them the answer that they're looking for, which is. before talking, should I
1: list? Yes. Correct.
0: Cool. Yes. Got so
1: it. um we are underestimating the impacts of the internet completely. I mean, real I mean it's why we came out with real estate leopard is
0: that the You mean the National Association of Real Estate Teams and Elite. Right, agents? right, right. Because yeah. agents are there were a commercial. Or, weren't they? Well, was that the, what, who was the commercial today, Adam? Uh, it'll be our digs
1: It today. was our digs today. Okay, okay yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: next but but next one will be Leopard, yeah.
1: But the reality is, is that agents are still being fed a bunch of baloney, right? So this is why we have to help them at
0: understanding
1: what the crisis is about, right? But all right, I think well, that... Inman, I read Inman to understand okay. what the crisis was about.
0: All right, what did you want to give me the- Well, first of all, I got to give a shout out. Um, Altos Research has been around for a while. But just so you know, we're not going to do,
1: I'm not going to, these are, I also don't believe that these are the answers, but what did what did they say? All right, all
0: right. So yeah. number one, low interest rates which we heard low interest rates and
1: that no, I believe that lower interest rates is an impact, but that's a demand side impact, not a
0: supply side impact. Okay. Number two, buy low, sell Never.
1: Yeah, but their reasoning for buy low was that people are going Airbnb. And I actually think that no, that's the
0: sell never part.
1: Right. But that means they buy it. They that what they're alluding to buy low, sell never, was they're talking about investors that bought low and now they're Airbnb their house, which is actually a reason, but it's not the that would be number five in my book, not number two. Interest rates would be number three or four, not number one. Yeah, I would number well their number three was underbuilding. Yeah, to me unequivocally underbuilding. If you're at, if you want to know why we're in a housing crisis, it is number one, not number three. But like, because I joke, because if you've ever been out to eat with Phil Sexton, whether it's in a restaurant or in a drive-through, he always picks number one. Like you know how the like when you go to McDonald's
0: they'll have the well who puts the bad thing first on a menu. Like nobody's going to put their bad meal as the first item on a menu. So it's pretty safe to like get
1: Whether you sit down with
0: lunch with him or whatever, he commonly picks the first
1: item. Yeah. Right. So to, to me- mix it up, you want to mix it up, but you don't want to get burned. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you think it that doesn't under... matter if it's chicken, a burger, or salad, or. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. doesn't matter.
0: But you're saying underbuilding should have been number one? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's and, your number and, one. And,
1: and I recognize this point.
0: <clears throat> um, Many years ago. Well, it's been flat since 2012.
1: Right. Well, the flat since 2012 led me, l- helped me understand this. But the reality is, is we underbuilt homes from 2008 until 2012 by more than 50%. You think we're not underbuilding homes anymore? Like it stops in 2012? I, I'm not done talking. If uh... you let me just talk about the periods of time that impacted us the most, right? So- um, we underbilled by more than 50% was my point. Got it. Okay. But we did not stop having sex
0: then. You mean more
1: kids? Population grew. Oh okay. <laughs> well, no, but that's what it is. I mean, I was just
0: trying to bring it back. But this. just
1: just general population <laughs> continues yeah. to grow in the in the us because the thing is is our housing shortage is like we speak uh for inside exp nationally and you i you know i've been asking this question over the last several months and that we started that like night i identified 19 different cities that were having a supply crisis in the back half of last year meaning florida and seattle and california and Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and Poughkeepsie, New York. And so so the rest of the
0: country caught up to us.
1: Well, because of the point that the gentleman that made the 400 people day, like we have, I mean, our population is one of the fastest rising populations in Arizona, as well as Texas, in the country. So we have increased demand, but that has been the same for 20 years, right? So what I want to talk about is what is different over the last 10 years because that 420 people a day like it slowed down from 2008 to 2012 because there was just less people, people moving right because they're broke but the, but so we have underbuilt and we you know from 2013 to today we we're still not to the building capacity that we were pre like what we built in 2003, four, five six and seven, was, I mean, we were outbuilding. And the way that you can look up this stat for verification for those of you playing along at home is the rental rates is what I use to make sure that everybody is following me along that I'm just not a a blowhard, right? So the rental rates in 2005 was 0.75 per square foot in Maricopa County. Okay. So 75 cents a foot, 75 on cents foot yeah. on average. And over the last five years, that, um, and it actually dipped. It did in 05. It dipped in 05. Right. Cause that meant that because people were buying new builds, they were buying the new builds to and rent they were, them. And, and they, no, they were just buying them for investments. And then they kind of rented, them, but they couldn't rent them because the interest rates were higher. They could not rent them in surplus. And then that's what caused the, 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 but they couldn't rent them. Right. Right. Like meaning that because I, if I'm being charged 2000 a month and I only can rent it for 1600 a month, I got to get rid of this thing as fast as I can. Okay. So interest rate or um, rental rates. I get very excited when I talk about this stuff. I don't know about real estate in general
0: and real estate in general. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But our neighbors like to hear too. So that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: the rental rates have risen by more than 50%.
0: Actually in the last four, how many years was it? Four four or five, four or five years. It went from 85 cents a foot, right? It went, yeah, it had risen because the 75
1: cents a square foot was the lowest in 2005, but we had sold a lot of houses. Um, Yeah, so now it's 118. A foot. A foot. So you know and And lease rates. I mean, the average time on to lease a house now is is four days, right? Showing that there's a continued shortage of supply, not only for rental. For
0: for, buying. For buying, right? But also for renting. For renting. And the reason is- Whereas the difference is what you're- So the point, last time there wasn't a housing shortage during the last boom- because the rental rates weren't rising. Like there was plenty of houses out there. Right. there's plenty. Because if,
1: if you couldn't find. Both of
0: them are right. rising together. The yeah. rental rates and the purchase. Right. right. Yeah.
1: No. It, it's, because there
0: aren't enough homes. There's not
1: enough. Well, right, right. But we
0: haven't even got to. they the number second,
1: four. No, no. Yeah. Number four
0: is. On the Inman list is demographics. Right. And number two is. Um, Wait, we're going to get through the Inmans and then get to yours. Okay. Sure. All right. Because demographics, they talk about how now Millennium, the Millennials are getting into the, buy like, again, more demand-focused, right? That millennials are starting to get into the peak income earning years. Yeah. They're going to start buying more houses. And that boomers, they actually say in here, um held onto their homes much longer than previous generations. Right,
1: and I thought that was number four. It was a side note, right? Like, to me, they missed the boat with the article, even though lots of people were very excited about it because that little line there is number two, undoubtedly. All right, we're
0: going to get to your, your list in a second. Right. So then number four, demographics on Inman, and then number five is homeowner-focused policy. And I would just call them all derivative stuff. They are definitely, I'm not saying that those are wrong.
1: It's just not as impactful, but go ahead. Tell us, what is homeowner-focused policy?
0: That's the foreclosure moratorium. Homeowner-focused, meaning I know that you're in a pandemic right now and you can't pay your bills, but keep your house that is a homeowner focused policy yeah. this is basically saying that the 2.5 million homes across the country that are in moratorium or forbearance aren't being foreclosed on right now so those homes aren't coming to the market true i mean that, that
1: there's there's a valid point
0: there i just don't but so now let's hear But you. the point is is it's, it's well my,
1: my the reason for my numbers is because Our supply has been dropping for seven years. If you look at the Altos research, because that's why I was making fun of the guy who wrote the article, is because supply started dropping since 2015. Because I was like, if you're going to be an expert, why don't you tell us there's issues in 15 and 16, right? Mark, I credit Mark from First American, because he wrote about the homes being underbuilt in 2018, so I want to give that
0: guy because he was he, earlier. He well, he didn't wait for the water to go all the way down before he said the water is going down. Right. There's no
1: water in the yeah, river. It, right. Like
0: oh, I, know, here's a, one answer. I want to say one line of this that I thought was interesting was um, Mike says in in his article this year we're down mm-hmm. to just one third of the normal level of supply across the country. And it made he's me talking think. about
1: on, as a national, national. right? Yes, and national. he's also
0: including UCB in his number. Cause the fact I, that no, sorry, I'm just going to say, right. when I look at our numbers, knowing that 28,000 is the average, when you look at the Cromford report, which is a local statistician, he's an Oxford grad. He takes all of the data and he publishes charts. Like the one that Jeff showed to our zoomers today. When you look at his, his metric is 28,516 is the average number of homes for sale in mls for this millennium meaning from 2000 forward 28 is the average number and yes that includes ucbs so let's say it's
1: 21 yeah
0: 21 right. but now we're at four so that's what a six that's one sixth like the country's one third but in our marketplace yeah but it's even like one four sixth. of this is like one, one eight seven yeah yeah
1: one yeah. seventh
0: of that yeah, yeah right like it which is interesting because now the net the rest of the country is catching up to it but uh well, it's it's it, I mean, the thing is, is the oh, challenge right. about people writing articles
1: is this guy's not a practitioner, right? Like yeah, Altos
0: Research is a pretty credible stats company.
1: Well, it's he's just reading stats and that's good. But I'm just talking of why I think that the realtors need to have more of a voice and why we came out with the no, you know, real estate. If you want to go to real estate leopard we put together a national association of teams because we should be telling the people what's going on what's going on all right so know. what's going on number so one... one is not building enough homes for right. sure
0: why we have too few of homes we for have sale more homes than people because we didn't they, build enough
1: right i mean to me we have an issue with contractors because contractor prices also were rising to a level that i even had to talk people out of upgrading your houses because it's gotten
0: three times as much as it was like right. what was the two by
1: four stat that now it costs so, lumber costs three times what it did pre-covid yeah Crazy. so but they i noticed the contractor pricing because there's not enough contractors and that's why they're under building is that that they can't find and not only do they is the permitting process too difficult because that's a, a a big portion of it is that it takes too long the government hasn't worked on improving it right so the the it's similar to the realtors is the governments don't have a um a more smooth online process for producing permits and selling land but anyway but either way they don't have enough workers and they're not building
0: enough but i bought a parcel of land in the county uh four months ago Mm -hmm. and i got a phone call from the assessor to verify the purchase and i didn't realize that the government like wasn't was it? Still would, wouldn't,
1: wouldn't it be great if Amazon called you with every order, Phil? No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> my voicemail's already full. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Exactly. So
0: number two is a movie now, right? So actually, if you you know, if, I thought number two was the homeowner-focused pot. No, no, number no. Two? Number
1: two is um, what I call frozen.
0: Right? oh that movie yes, yes. Frozen. frozen yes frozen Ooh, frozen so these are the people that aren't technically underwater right because that was the, the problem
1: is they're not underwater but the people that bought a house in 2003 four five six <clears throat> the challenge is it's it, it's actually a, and seven and seven an eight, and eight right mm-hmm. depending on where they were when you those that did not foreclose Okay, the ones that did not sell their house to uh, or or walk away, hand the keys in, which in Maricopa County was three hundred and thirty-seven, but there was three hundred thirty-seven thousand. But remember, there's two point two million homes here. Yeah, so fifteen percent
0: in two thousand and seven, and you still own it. I still own it, but it went down to a point where it was, you know, 60%, it was worth 60% of what I paid for it. Right.
1: So the challenge- but I held
0: it. Well, the other I lived cha- in it.
1: The other challenge with that is that now they, that house has depreciated because now it's becoming dated. That's true. Right? So if you had a house and you bought it in that was brand new in 2006, all of that stuff is the 2006 trend. And there's a thing that I call the HGTV effect with now- it has to cuz it cuz not only does it need to reach that price meaning that neighborhood has to reappraise cuz they're frozen because they bought the house let's say for 600 300,000 okay okay so then a year later it was worth 150 right okay so now 12 years later it's worth 300,000 well you know maybe they think it's worth 300 dollars but actually cuz they didn't fix it up it's actually a little bit dated so they need to get it up past the cost of moving so they need to get it to 320 or 325 to be able to sell it well the thing that kicks in is and that proves my point is what stat Phil
0: I was I was thinking about appreciation to yeah. be honest okay no I mean I was stuck, what on, is, is, I was okay. stuck when you just so said the, that so
1: the stat that proves this to be right, is who wants to tell me, we'll go with Carlos. Carlos, in 2005, what was the average time people lived in a house that they own? I have
0: no idea.
1: All right, let's talk a <laughs> I will get their realtor then. Who was a realtor in 2005? There you go, who's that? Mark. Mark.
3: Is it seven years? Seven years?
1: We'll go with seven. I've seen, I saw numbers five from five to seven, yeah. So the number I used was 5.2. I don't remember where I pulled it from back then, but the average person stayed in their house five or six, seven years. Good answer. Pretty close. So what do you think the number is now, Mark?
3: Three. On their way. I
1: see lots of single hands. So we know that they're not right. I need the only person out there that's got three sets of hands. (laughs) 15. Yeah.
3: No.
2: 13
3: yeah 13.8 wow did not know that
1: yeah right so what it is is i mean i see it a lot because last year i was on maybe a hundred and some listing appointments and i noticed when i i can tell because the how they've been in the house 25 years and 20 years and like now very
0: now they're growing roots yeah
1: yeah (laughs) It's and harder it, to move well because one of the things i one of the sayings that if you want a saying because this one rings true the longer they live in it the harder it is to get them out of it right like because when the because the, they're they become um grow roots yeah kind of like that old leather chair you have in your li- in your family room right like it's comfy <laughs>
0: right like you get used to it just let people get the long oh well, no but when you, you listen- love the chair Right? I love the chair. And then once your once your wife finally convinces you to put the chair on the on the street at the end of your driveway and nobody picks it up, you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you realize, well, oh, maybe right, 20 kind of bucks, <laughs> right? <Yeah. I> mean, <laughs> no, I'll pay you. no, you put yeah. a $20 bill on it to take <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. No, but the reality is is that people. Now that they've stayed in their house, they just don't feel like moving, yeah. right? Like, to well, me, but
0: frozen back to your number two, which was frozen, is that they're not willing to sell the house for what they can sell it for based on what they paid for, right? So they're just not going to move, right? They, they stay put, yeah. All right, so number
1: three, number three, I mean, to me, because those two are supply reasons, yeah, right? Right, so I guess number three, I would say the internet. But um number f- four would be interest rates. And I, the so internet I said that now because
3: people people, people
1: can see people can when I say the internet is when because we're in a buy first. That's what's happened. This is that is what right when they see that every house sells in one second,
0: I don't need to list. I, right. mean, I need to test the market. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm so, good. So that Let me find out where I'm going to go next.
1: Right. So the internet has made the home selling process more obvious to the consumer at home. So they don't call their agents. So they're not engaged because they know that they can just list it and it will sell instantly. So they wait to start looking at houses. But now all they can't find a house because they see the move. And yeah. this is, you know, number four, I would say,
0: definitely interest rates
1: for sure right like I would argue internet versus interest rates being three four either one
0: yeah that has
1: increased the demand.
0: I'm gonna make a pitch for the appreciation number for the appreciate if, if appreciation falls on your plate at all because owning a house that I bought in 2007 which lost most of its value and now has come back in the last but but it's come back with a pos- I have a positive cash flow on the tenant that now lives in the house. And now in the last three years, I've seen that thing appreciate in a group. Like, I don't want to sell it. It's going up. True. When it's going yep. up, it's hard to yep. sell. Yep. Like, I'm going to wait for this thing to show signs that it's not going to be going up for the next 10 years. But I haven't seen those signs yet. Yep. So I'm holding. True.
1: No, you're, I mean, to me people are just owning, I mean, I said frozen, but number two is just people are keeping houses longer, especially because now they can turn them into air BBs. So it's part of that stuff for sure. Yeah. But there was the point I was making is we were in a a housing crisis before the the interest rates. um, True. But his
0: point, back to his point where he says sell never, I'm not sell never. I'm just you're, it's appreciating, yeah. So don't sell while it's running up. Yeah,
1: no, people hold on and to it. Pre- well, yes. all those, all the Black Rocks, and all those people that um, bought because of the appreciation are who, who sells an asset that's making money now that interest rates are higher and right because they're are you saying the you're rental surprised? rates are higher? You're the sur- ra- rental, I'm sorry, the yes. rental rates are higher, so they're making more cash flow because you can raise your rent and it's. Do you think that buyers are going to stop selling? They should have, I don't know why they stopped buying. I like to me I was like Dude, is it it's clear because none of them are housing people that they didn't see the supply crisis coming. So they should have just bought in
3: hell.
0: As we should have bought more. Yeah. As we all. Eric, I saw your hand go up like you had a question. I'm going to yeah. I have to go get stitches removed, so I'm going to wrap this up in the next 4 minutes.
4: But well, let's, let's hear your question, question. For both of you. What do you consider to be a balanced market in terms of number of supply of active in the Metro Phoenix market, Maricopa and Pinal County combined?
1: So I take the amount of homes that are selling and I times it by five per month, right? So this month we sold 8,000. So 40,000 active homes would be a balanced market. So typically a market doesn't depreciate until you get to seven months of supply. Right. Right. So it's why in 2018, we still appreciated 7% because we had 18, 19,000 homes on the market in that month. That year we sold 90,000 homes. We're still that's three months is not enough. Right. Like that. That's why we're
0: it's clearly a crisis because we're it depends which way it's going, though. I mean, if it's going, if it's getting. If, if inventory well, is climbing, then three months, you might start to see a pause. Well, here's the like thing. Consumer in, 2000, confidence. in
1: 2014, we had five months of supply and we still appreciated by by 2%. Right. But it felt very As flat. it was going up.
0: Right. But, and So then on the flip side of it, when it was back at four months of supply, were we appreciating? Yes. Or was it still going down?
1: What going down?
0: The... Months supply is the direction that month supply is going, affecting whether prices are going up or down. At that, like if I have four months of inventory, but last month well, there there's was three. A, the
1: thing is, is there's or a or last month it was five. There's a lag to it because the reality last, is, is in 2016, the reality is we didn't know enough. Like people weren't studying the stats enough because they were kind of too new to to see them. But we had eleven months of supply right? And people were still buying homes hand over fist, yeah, right? Like that yeah. was, I mean, we got to 22 months of supply. We had 52,000 homes. But mind you, in 2008, in November, we only sold 22 homes in a month, 2200. 2, and we had 52, right? So that's 22 months of supply at the bottom, 22 months of supply. We have a half, a third of a month of supply now. Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, four would be half of eight. We were to sell eighty-eight hundred homes, but all right. What's going to fix this then? Okay. When is this?
0: Where are we going to go? Like, ancient, I, here's the
1: thing: is is quick rising interest rates, not rising interest rates, causes supply to increase.
0: What about the forbearance going away? I uh, are we going to get a flood of foreclosed I mean, homes that now hit the it market? It
1: will only affect us if there's additional, like we need two things to increase supply to affect us in a dramatic way. Now, the demand is way too strong, but I believe that we're going to see interest rise, interest rates rise quickly because it was 2.7 and I think they get to 3.5 at the end of the year and then we'll add 10,000 homes. But the problem is, is that it will only take us to 18,000 which we're still going to be in an appreciating market oh,
3: yeah, low. right
1: yeah. so it will be but, you, but your point was is it, all that negative news once it starts coming will add to some of these people to get off and that will add to supply and I think we could probably get to 25,000 I think we're going to be flat to negative during that like when that plays out in two to three years at some point but I think the market's way too strong right now that it's going to Go up for another three
0: years, possibly. Um... Appreciation, you mean? Mm-hmm. Not number of houses for sale. Yes. appreciate. I think we
1: will continue to appreciate for at least three more years due to the momentum. Because last time, it took 27 months of supply gaining before
0: the market went negative. 27 months of supply growing month over month over month before appreciation turned to depreciation.
1: Yeah but it, but it increased so fast. I mean, you, we went through, we went through years. We were third. at 35,000 yeah. homes when the
0: market finally yeah. turned, right? Like it was just, yeah. All right. Thank you. Jeff Seabach, always good to sit and chat good with to see you, my man. man. Thanks guys for coming in. And we appreciate you joining us. If you want, if you listen to this podcast and you want to join us on the public zoom room, we have a link where you can subscribe to the text alert on seabach.com slash careers. It's our We'll probably put one on Real Estate Leopard here soon.
1: Okay, awesome. Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys. Happy Thursday. Bye.